When you pick up a camera, what do you look for? Is it the picture-perfect moment? Or the little details of life that mean the most when they're gone? My mission is to help family photographers let go of chasing perfection so you can capture sparks of joy in ordinary, everyday moments. Every day, every tear, every moment, every laugh is precious. This art has the power to help you gain a deeper understanding of your own life story. It gives you tangible, meaningful memories to hand down as your legacy of love. What images of joy will you capture? All right, so we have Melissa here with us today, and she is a really special guest to me because as we get into this episode, you'll see more um, why she holds a special place in my heart. Um, Melissa, I want you to start by just sharing a little bit about who you are, both as a photographer and as a mom. Sure. Um, so my name is Melissa Ortendahl and I reside in central Massachusetts with my brood of three insane children, all boys. <laughs> um, I have, uh, so three boys, I, uh, my oldest is almost 11 and I have twins that are just about to be eight. Um, so it is busy over here all the time. <laughs> um, and you know, I think we're just... <laughs> chugging along here in the midst of the pandemic, trying not to lose all of our sanity. Um, yeah, so I'm a full-time photographer, a full-time wedding and family slash newborn photographer. That is sort of the bulk of what I do. Um, and I also am the vice president and um, chief financial officer for an online photography educational community called Hello Storyteller. Um, so I spend a lot of my time over there too. <laughs> so just wrangling children and taking pictures and trying to keep sanity. That's sort of what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I hear you. That's like every mom's situation right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really unique that we're kind of all in this place where we're going through it together. Um, I mean, photo mom photographers generally have a situation where they have to balance like how much am I following my passion and how much am I caring for my kids? And mm -hmm. so I've really felt that like push and pull myself throughout my experience as a business owner, but I think especially right now in this pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's different too, depending on the ages of your kids. Um, you know, my kids are at the ages where they are, you know, I, I mean, I would say they're very much self-sufficient so that has been helpful in terms of, you know, that we don't have little toddlers running around our house where that need our constant attention and supervision all the time. They can sort of, you know, manage themselves. But I very vividly remember when I decided to start my business, you know, I had a five-year-old and two two-year-olds and I had just left my career of 10 plus years and was like, oh, what do I do now? <laughs> like, I gotta somehow turn this, not even a side project, but just like a, a whisper of something I wanna do into a business in a finite amount of time before my children go back to school. Um, and it was hard because when you have young kids, that requires your attention. So it was, you know, try to squeeze things in during nap time and then just working, you know, from 8.30 till one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, every single night, trying to 
teach myself Lightroom, teach myself Photoshop, like figure out like, what do you need to run a business? Like, how does any of this work? And, and I know for myself, so that was, I'm trying to think now I've lost all track of time because 2020 felt like 15 years. So now I have no concept of what actual time is. Um, let me think, do some quick math for a second. So five years ago. So when I was starting my business, I guess it would have been five, maybe more like six. Well, I guess it's more like seven or eight. Um, I've been in business full-time for five years. I should say, I started trying to build a business eight years ago. Um, and when I started, you know, there was not this like sense of community over competition. It was like, you want to start a business? That's great. Have fun, figure it out. Yeah. Like there was just no, I found like two people um, that weren't even near me that were, you know, other parts of the country that were at least open about photography, like photography skills. But in terms of start, like starting a photography business, there was like nothing. So I just remember being so frustrated because you don't know what you don't know. You know, like when you're starting something brand new and you have, you've never owned a small business before, or you have no idea, like what, what is a contract supposed to entail? Like, should I be charging sales tax? How does that work? Like there was just so many different pieces to running a business. So, I mean, separate from the actual photography work itself, which is such a small portion of what you end up doing when you become, when you decide to take it from a hobby to a business, the amount of time you spend behind a camera significantly decreases, I feel like. And your behind the scenes work is, you know, it takes up most of the time. But I think, you know, one of the reasons that I really like being a part of, um, of the Hello Storyteller community is that, you know, for me and my partner, Meg, who is on the other side of the country in California, um, from the get-go, our, you know, sort of our, um, you know, our vision for this was to be a space that was welcoming for people that where there was no, there was no need, there's, there is no need for competition in this field anyway, period. But we found in some of, some other communities that we had been a part of that there just was this sort of like clicky feeling. There was this sort of like competition feeling. And it was like, well, we'll let you in and sort of be here if you meet these criteria. And I was like, I don't want to do that. You know, I, I don't have a huge online presence. I don't have a massive Instagram following of, in any way, shape or form. And if you even like dip a toe into the, you know, I say this with air quotes, like the photography Instagram world, you will very quickly notice that the people that rise to the top of that have huge followings in terms of social media presence. And Meg and I have been very um, conscious of the fact that we wanted to cultivate and bring in artists and mentors to become teachers who did not have that. There are so many platforms that require you, like they require you to have X number of followers, which I think is just ludicrous. Like I just, it's wrong, rubbing wrong on so many different levels. And so I said to Meg, I said, I don't care how big Hello Storyteller ends up getting, like we need to fight for the little guy because, you know, like if I wasn't in the position that I'm, I'm in with Hello Storyteller, I would never be selected to teach anywhere because of my, you know, mediocre <laughs> Instagram following, which is just so stupid. So I'm going to get off my soapbox here for a second, but I think 
having built my business on my own primarily has, I think, really <clears throat> motivated me to become a resource for other photographers and to really try to help people as they are making their way into beginning and starting their business and want, or, or maybe just like they're thinking about it and how do you do that? And so teaching for me has become such a huge component over the last you know couple of years of not just taking on my own clients, but also teaching as well. Um, so yeah. So Hello Storyteller, for one, is just an absolutely amazing community. And I love how it's really focused on capturing life. And, uh, you know, it's a community of lifestyle photographers, I would say, for the most part, right? Um, so how yeah. do you, when you say that you're teaching people, are you teaching them business and photography? Like, I hear you saying that the main goal is to teach them, like, to support them in, in business and not have this community over competition. So what ways do you do that in Hello Storyteller? Yeah. So I think we're actually just sort of starting to branch out into like sort of the business side of things um, as we sort of have gotten a handle on our, like who's a part of our community because we've grown so quickly. We just started two years ago and it's like, <laughs> Meg and I both are like, how did we get here? Like, you know, with this huge community. And so we really had to sort of take stock of, so, so who is our community? Cause we knew, we knew who they were at the very beginning. Cause there was just a small group of them. And so like, we understood where people were and then it just like blew up. And then we were like, we have no concept of like who actually is part of this community. So we spent, <clears throat> excuse me, we spent a lot of time over the last probably six to probably six to 12 months, just sort of trying to get a sense of like, who is in here? Who are these people? What is their focus? Um, and what we learned is that the majority of our community are professional photographers. So not to say that there's not, you know, hobbyists or, or brand new people, there is a subset of that. If you think of it sort of in, in thirds, I would say like the biggest um, chunk are people that are professional photographers that have a business, who have been in business, say, you know, one, two to five years, maybe. Then you have a chunk, a smaller chunk, um, sort of ahead of that, who ha are sort of super established, have been in business for you know probably closer to ten years or more. And then we have sort of on the other side the same number of people who are just hobbyists. I shouldn't say just hobbyists, hobbyists, um, or maybe are trying to sort of figure out like, I want to start a business, but I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so because we have you know we have these sort of like group questions every week. And one of them is um, Pro Talk Tuesday. And I'm in that chat a lot with people. And we get the same questions every week. I want to start a business. How do I find clients? Like, what should I be charging? And these are all, I mean, there's all baseline questions of you have to figure out when you're, you know, starting, trying to start a business. But primarily, I would say they're, you know, we're lifestyle um, photographers who are just trying to document, you know, our everyday. And how people do that and the varying different ways in which they do it is always just so inspiring to me. And you just take a, you know, a scroll through the Facebook group and I'm just always blown away by the, you know, the talent, the perspective, the vision, you know, and just how everybody tells their story differently. And that was, I mean, that was sort of why we named it Hello Storyteller um, because we wanted it to be a place where people could tell their stories to not be completely cliche, but, you know, to tell their stories in whatever way made sense for them. You know, Meg and I have two very wildly different um, photography sort of um, styles. And 
and I, I would say that the majority of our, you know, our mentors who teach and our admin team all do, um, you know, if you lined up pictures from all of us, it, it everyone's got a different style, but that's okay because that's the beauty of art. And that's the beauty of, you know, of interpret, you know, interpreting your life in a way that makes sense to you and how, you know, it speaks to you as an artist. And we just wanted to sort of create a space for, regardless of how you chose to, you choose to, um, you know, document what's around you, we want you here. Yeah. I think that one thing that's really amazing and unique about approaching photography from this storytelling perspective is that you can apply it in so many different situations. So a lot of times I'll have people come to me and say, have you ever done a wedding? Have you ever done a birth? Have you ever done a insert specific scenario right <laughs> right and yeah. they're I mean they're looking at it from their perspective of I want to make sure that you're somebody who can step into this situation and know that what you're doing and from from our perspective we know storytelling and so it doesn't yeah. really matter what the story is if we approach it from the same quote-unquote lens then we know how to capture the moments that are most meaningful and the reason that I bring that up in particular is because one of the images of joy that you submitted was very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and I promise I wasn't just sucking up to the podcast host, but from that, that particular image for me is just very poignant. So it seemed to be very fitting when you asked me to sort of, you know, pull together images that um, spoke joy to me. That is, that's one that always comes to mind. Yeah. So this image will be on our website. There'll be a link in the show notes. Um, so this is me and my husband uh, holding our daughter for the first time. And this was our third child. We did not have birth photos of our other two children. I was really nervous about it. I actually, with my first child, I was super reserved. I didn't want my mom there. It was just my husband. Nobody, like, don't see me. Yeah. <laughs> once I had a child, it was like all that modesty went out the window. Doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> once you pop one out, you're like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So um, this was actually also the first time that my mom was attending the birth. She had not been there for our other two kids. And my oldest, Carter, was there. Yes, he so, was. So we really wanted to capture like what it felt like to, I mean, for me as the birthing mom, it's you're so internally focused when you get to a certain point in birth that you mm -hmm. don't even recognize the things that are going on around you. So it was really important for me to document that. And for a little while, I was thinking I had to decide between do I go the route that I always tell people to do, which is lifestyle photography and capturing the moment, or do I hire a professional portrait artist, which is, was also part of my background, who can create these beautiful images we can put on our wall. And so when I decided to go the lifestyle route, you immediately came to mind, but I know that you had not done a birth session before. And honestly, right. it didn't matter at all. So um, I would love to hear a little bit about what that experience was like for you. Um, I mean, from, from my end, you were like, I mean, my doula couldn't be there and you were the best substitute because we just <laughs> chatted up a storm in the middle of the night. Yeah, You were present when you needed to be and you blended into the background when I needed space. So like, how did that experience go for you in stepping into this whole different quote unquote genre, but still just kind of being the artist that you are? Yeah, you know, it was interesting because I think I've always been 
just really moved by, by birth. Um, you know, obviously with my own, you know, my own births with my own children were, were, you know, each one, both births were wildly different experiences and I didn't have a birth photographer. Well, I shouldn't say that my mom was present at the birth of my oldest and I gave her my camera. And so she did sort of document sort of pictures throughout. But when I gave birth to the twins, it was a much different situation. And so she couldn't come in the room and my husband had my camera, but he was like, uh, my wife's having two babies. So I can't like, I don't, I can't multitask like this. So <laughs> I have like, like a handful of when the kids were born, none of me, but of the kids. So I think there's always been this sort of like yearn in me to sort of somehow be a part of like the birth experience. And I wasn't sure what that was going to look like. There was a, there was a period of time where I thought maybe I should go with like doula training. I feel like that would be something that could be really interesting. And so, you know, and also I think, you know, my kids being, you know, 11 and my, with my oldest birth photography death was like not a thing. Like, <laughs> you know, why would you bring somebody else in? I think I thought about it with my, with the twins, but then just because of the birth, it was just not a possibility. But when I sort of felt like I had a handle on my skill as a photographer, because I do think there's a certain level of skill, right. That comes with um, being able to tell a story in any setting. Like you need to know the fundamentals of photography and don't need to understand light and how your camera works because you don't know what you're walking into in a birth situation. Right. Like um, I had done, I think one other, but I had two births the year that you gave birth and she, my other, um, my other mom went early. <laughs> so like I had both of you in the span of like two weeks and they were wildly different because <clears throat> the first one, it was, I don't know, like 11 o'clock at night and all the lights were off except for just like one, the light the doctor was using. So I was like, okay, <laughs> this just got real interesting because there's like no light available in this room. And then you gave birth and we were together for like 18 hours. <laughs> But you, when you ended up finally delivering Julia, it was, you know, in a, during the day and it was, there was light. And so it was a wildly different experience. But I think I always, <clears throat> regardless of what I'm doing, whether I'm shooting a wedding or I'm shooting families or I'm doing a birth, um, I, and maybe this isn't the right way to go about it, but it seems to work well for me is I sort of think about like, what would I want in that situation, you know, how would I want someone to be approaching me in, in this particular process? Whether that's reassuring parents during a session, like your kids are fine. Like they ran away, they're gonna come back. It's gonna be okay. Like, don't worry, I'm not stressed out about it. Or, you know, if I'm in a wedding situation and the bridal party is getting rowdy and I gotta like rally everybody together um, or in a birth, like what was my birthing experience like? What did I need when I was birthing? I needed it to be quiet. I needed it to be calm. And I think I'm an observer by nature. I think I've always been that way. Um, I like to take time to like read a room before I like insert myself into it. And so for me, I think being with you during your birth experience, you know, the energy just changed and ebbed and flowed throughout the time that we were together. And you just have to sort of I think for me, it was just trying to be really aware of the energy that, you know, that you were sort of giving off that the two of you were giving off together. Um, it'd be a different energy when the doctor came in the room. Um, and I think it was just a matter of, okay, 
what would I want pictures of afterwards? Cause I, you know, you said you get into like a zone, you know, when, when you're sort of getting ready to deliver. And even though I would say that both of my own personal deliveries were fairly quick within six or seven hours, there's, it's like foggy, <laughs> you know, like the actual like delivery of, of the children is sort of like, you don't have like a visceral sort of memory of it. And so I thought when it, when it became clear that we were going to be together for a while, I thought to myself, okay, how can I best encapsulate this entire journey, this entire experience from beginning to end, because it's not just about the delivery. Like you're doing, you're doing a ton of work before, <laughs> before she actually comes to Earthside, you know? And so for me, it was just, I wanted to make sure that I was grabbing moments to sort of be able to encapsulate that from the time that I arrived at the hospital with you guys until I walked out the door. Um, but I think also there wasn't that sort of like franticness that had sort of been present with the, with the birth I had done several weeks prior because I knew we had time. And so, you know, when I walked into the other birth that I had done two weeks prior, it was like, I got the phone call. The time I got there, she was at eight. And then within like an hour, it was like, boom, baby's here. But that was a whole different experience too, because that was a surrogacy pregnancy. So there was, you know, the, she was delivering, but the parents were there. And so there was just like a lot happening. So I was almost like, this is nice. <laughs> just ease in, <laughs> we'll just sort of figure out what's going on. Um, and it was just very evident. Like there were times that I could tell that you were like up and wanting to chat and like sort of be around. And there was times where I was like, nope. I'm going to go get a coffee and we're, I'll come back and, you know, or I'll take Carter and we'll go and, you know, just text me if you need me. And, um, but it was just, I mean, and it's, it's funny too, because I think in general, I tend to have sort of delayed emotional responses to things. Um, like I didn't cry when I gave birth to my kids, but like three days later, I was like a sobbing mess on the floor. And I think, you know, as a, as a photographer, I'd never, I had never personally attended a birth of anybody else other than my own. So like your birth and the birth I'd done before, I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> like I didn't get to have this view before. <laughs> so I was just like, this is amazing. Um, but I got home and of course, you know, I'd been up for 24 hours. And so I got home and I took a nap and I got up and I was going through the pictures and I was like a sopping mess on my couch. And my husband called and I'm like, <laughs> And he's like, are you okay? I'm like, oh, you're so beautiful. And he was like, I'm going to call you back. <laughs> but that was the, it was just like, I just couldn't even like stop myself. I'm like, this was the most amazing experience I've ever had. Like, this was incredible. Like the two of you, like how you just like locked into each other. I'm like, this is like, it was just, I was definitely on like an adrenaline high, I think for like a solid 24 hours after I got home. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, I think um, one thing that I that I noticed in our time together in that circumstance was like the leveling of motherhood. You know, your your boys are much older, but the way that we could both relate to each other, because when you give birth to a child, you can go back to that moment like it was just yesterday. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that helped you to really see all of those things that you were talking about, that if you were there, what you, would you want captured? And when, because you put a, a short film together for us, the thing that really made me bawl my eyes out was Carter drawing. Because Carter came later in, in, in the birthing process, um, but he wanted to be there. He wanted to see, see his sister born. And he was what, four years old, I think? Yeah, um, he was little. So he, like, and he, 
these are very rudimentary drawings, but <laughs> the cutest things ever, because like this was, this was how he was processing that situation of, of mommy being in pain of being a big brother. Like he came over and he hugged my back while I was birthing. And oh my gosh, that, that moment just like melts my heart. And, and of course, like the connection between my husband and I was so wildly different than my other births before mm. I didn't want anybody around me at all, including him. Yeah. <laughs> we were so, it was like, we were almost one person and it was incredible. Like the just you captured that was, I can, I can go back to that time again. And I love that. There's a picture. Um, I don't know if it's a picture. It's a video, a part of the video. Um, you're on the bed laboring and David and Carter are, um, on like the little cot thing and maybe the nurse is in there too. I can't remember if it's a picture now or, or part of the video. I can't remember, but I just remember so, so vividly remembering this. It was like a nothing moment. Like it was just like, we were just hanging out, like waiting for, see, like see what was going to, going to go on. But I just remember this, like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm like, it, there's just this juxtaposition of here you are, you know, doing all this hard work, laboring away, getting ready to bring, you know, Julia into the world. And then at the same time, it's like that, that arc of parenthood, it, there's never an off button to that. So it was like, here you are doing, I think, you know, the most incredible work that a, a, a female body can do. And your husband has to still parent you know, your child. And so they're on the bed and, you know, they're playing with, you know, a plane or a car or something. And it was just this, like, and I just remember, and I think for me, that spoke to me because I just vividly remember the day after the twins were born. I don't think they were 24 hours old yet. We got a call from our oldest daycare and Joshua was running around and he had slipped and he had sliced his chin open and they were like, I think that's, he's going to need stitches. And it was, and my husband is 100% capable of handling it on his own, but it was like his first major injury. And I'm like, well, I got to go. And he's like, what do you mean you got to go? You got two babies. Like you're not going anywhere. And it was just this like visceral moment of this is what it is going to be like to have three children because we went from having one to having three. And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to be with everybody or be, you know, be able to comfort everybody, be with everybody all at the same time. Like there's going to have to be decisions being made about like, who needs me the most right now? That's the one that I'm going to have to go with first. And I think that's why that moment spoke to me. Cause it was like, you know, that, that once you become a parent, there's no time off from that. And you somehow have to figure out how to sort of separate yourself to like be able to, you know, focus on what you have to focus on. And you were focusing on, you know, delivering a baby and your husband was like, okay, I got to now like switch my focus to like making sure you're okay. The nurse is here. You're taking care of, I got to take care of Carter. And so it was just this like beautiful integration of, you know, all these different facets of parenthood that were just, I think, just spoke to me in that moment of like, this is something that we need to sort of like hold on to because like, that's just what it is. You're constantly dividing yourself and trying to meet everybody's needs. And yeah, so that just that moment is what sort of jumps out for me from that. And when Carter was on the bed, like massaging your back. Yeah. 
Oh God. I was like, don't start crying <laughs> because if you start crying, you're not going to stop. Just hold it together. Yep. Totally. What do you want to remember most about this time in your life? Although quarantine has been wrought with many challenges, there is undeniable beauty in the joy of families being together. When the long-awaited reunions happen, you will want to remember what that first embrace felt like. We're looking for photographers who want to learn the art of family filmmaking to preserve their own family's memories and learn how to incorporate films into their business. We are accepting applications now for our beta program that starts on March 8th. Apply now at imagesofjoy.com. Um, so in the other images of joy that you sent there of your family, and what's mm -hmm. striking to me is that your boys are older and <clears throat> that even your photography has to change as your family changes. So yeah. what are the ways in which it looks like one of these is probably a self-portrait with you guys on the porch. Is that right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So what are the ways in which you've yes. adjust your approach to photography for your own family? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, in some ways, I feel like it's had to change. And in some ways, I feel like really early on, I realized, um, so back in, what was it, 2017? So in 2017, I did a 300, a 365 project, which is basically taking, you know, a picture every single day, or that's the goal anyway. <laughs> Whether or not you're successful in 365 pictures at the end of the year, meh. And I think sort of coming into that, my style of photography was, uh, I would say it was different. It was more, I was doing like sort of more posed portrait work. I was doing more sort of posed newborns, like that's sort of what I was doing. Not for any particular reason, other than I just thought, sort of thought that's what you needed to do. Um, and I just sort of really quickly learned it. So in 2017, my kids were three and six, maybe I think somewhere in that range. And it was, became very evident to me very quickly that me saying, hey, come over here and sit down for a picture was not going to result in anything at all. <laughs> so true. And, and I remember getting being frustrated about that. And then I thought to myself, okay, I will have years and years and years and years of perfectly posed portraits of them when they're older, right? When they're 15, 16, 17, 18, right? I can get them to sit still, they'll do it maybe not happily, but they'll do it. I have this really unique opportunity right now at the ages that they are to just capture the essence of who they are and to, and to be able to have an accurate portrayal of what our life looked like at this time. Um, you know, our life is blurry and it's messy and it's loud and it's chaotic <laughs> all the time, it feels like. And I wanted to capture that and I wanted it to be authentic. And I found that when I just stepped back and let my kids do what they would normally be doing and just documented it along the way, everybody was happier. I um, was happier because I was getting pictures of my kids. They were happy because I wasn't bugging them <laughs> to like be in a certain light or stand in a certain way. And, um, and after that, <clears throat> in that 2017 year is when I started saying, oh, I should probably get in some of these pictures <laughs> because I'm not in any of them. But I also didn't want, um, it was really important to me that like, I thought to myself, if I had a photographer following me around my house, like what, what 
picture is what I want of my life with my kids. You know, I didn't want, you know, a perfectly posed portrait of me with the kids. I wanted a picture of me playing with them, reading books, giving them a bath, baking, you know, and, and not just like happy times, but like frustrated times too. And so I sort of started this project in 2017 of trying to get in the frame with my kids on a regular basis. And that's just sort of persisted throughout time. It's gotten harder as they've gotten older and then they're all in school because my windows to do that are smaller. It's mostly on the weekends. That particular picture of us on the porch um, is comical to me because uh, we were on vacation up in New Hampshire and this must've been two years ago. Um, so in 2019, I think it was. And, you know, my oldest son is obsessed with birds. And so he's out there with his binoculars, you know, like checking out all the birds in New Hampshire. And we had this little balcony. Um, and while I was pretty good about getting myself in the frame, trying to get all five of us in the picture at one time is a much harder <laughs> thing to do. What's changed, I think, is my kids... Um, tolerance level and their attention span <laughs> you would think as they've gotten older it would have gotten longer but it's not because my kids are in a, an age now where like I think when they were younger they weren't so like focused on the camera they were just sort of like oh here I'll sit here because I always tried to make it like really interactive like we were always doing some sort of activity um but because they're kids, right? I'm like, oh, this is nice. Everyone's on the porch. There's a chair there. I can like hop myself in. So like I put the camera on the bed and like took a test shot and then ran in. And what's funny is that if you look at the timestamps of this series of pictures, it's literally like 12 seconds. I think I got four shots because the second that I like put the camera down on the bed and set it up and then got tried to get in the frame. One kid was like, Oh, I want to go run in here. I gotta go to the bathroom. And so I was like, <laughs> just kept, I'm like, Oh, look, there's a bird. And so like, literally it's just, it's just funny. Like if you watch it, like if you just like flip through the frames really quickly, you can see like, I go, I sit, I stand up, I come back because it was literally like two usable pictures. And so, um, you know, I have a, I have a course to help a storyteller on um, getting in the frame with your kids and I'm actually reworking right now. Um, but it's all about like expectation setting is <laughs> such a big component of it is um, it's all about quality and not quantity. I don't ever go into um, a self-portrait session with my children expecting it to last more than two minutes because it won't. Um, I think there's another picture that I sent you to. It's me with the boys. It's all black and white. Yep. Um, that was uh, the same 2018, I think it was, or maybe it was 2017. I don't remember, but I do remember that I was like, I just want a nice portrait of all of us. And so that's a self-portrait as well. And um, that was like <laughs> sweating, <laughs> like threatening. <laughs> You know, because, you know, you're trying to get three boys to stand still for any period of time is just like not possible. So, but though that, that series of pictures for me is probably the, one of the favorite ones I've ever done of me and my kids, because 
um, in that series, I did pictures with each of them individually. And I love that particular shot because, you know, my oldest is like, this is great mom. And then Liam's just like hammered it up for the camera. And Drew's like, I don't like any of this. And it's just perfect because it's such an encapsulation of their personalities that, and I have, and I do have one where they're all like, I was making them laugh and they were all like smiling, but like that one that I sent you is what sparks the most sort of like joy for me because it's such an honest capture. You know, I look a little bit like, <laughs> because that's how we all felt in that moment. And that's okay. Like for me, it's always, I'm going to, every time I'm going to choose authenticity over perfection every time, because I want to be able to, to be back in that moment. I want my clients to be able to be back in that moment. And that picture for me brings me back into that moment of, I was feeling a little frustrated. I've got a kid that's really unhappy or, you know, is unhappy in that moment because you know, the next frame he's like, Oh, this is fine again. Right. It's a snapshot of, of your life, but um, it's just honest. And I think that's always what I strive to do as an artist is to be honest in my work, regardless of what I'm doing. If it's families, if it's weddings, if it's births, if it's my own personal work is just, I'm always looking to be honest um, because I think that's what, I don't know, for me as a photographer, right? I have this unique ability to, to, to freeze time. And I want that time to be frozen honestly and, and, and perfectly. Um, and so that's what I'm always striving to do. You had mentioned that you used to do a lot of posing with your clients. Did you, when you learned the beauty of authentic storytelling for your own family, did you bring that into your client work? I did. Um, yeah, I remember like being really nervous about it <laughs> because I had done, it was funny. It was one of these things where it sort of like sort of happened organically in that, um, you know, <clears throat> I was in a session once and the littlest one just, you know, as little ones do was like not having it. And um, I snapped this picture where the mom is sort of standing. Cause I think I was taking pictures of the other child and the little one is just holding, you know, sort of holding her hand and her head, just like leaning against her mom. And, you know, and I remember like, that was the picture that sort of stood out for me of all the other pictures I took uh, in that session, because it was just that sort of in-between moment. And I thought to myself, like, I don't want to discount the in-between moments. I want I want, I don't want them to be in between moments. I want them to be the moments. And so I think as I sort of let go of this idea of perfection with my own children and my own personal work, I realized that what made me happiest as a photographer was to give people that same experience. And what I found was that, um, you know, I didn't have like a huge client base back then. Um, but I had some clients who had been with me for a little bit. And, and I remember being like, sort of nervous when their next session rolled around. And I was just really honest. I was like, you know, my style has evolved and it's changed. I will get the one picture of all of you looking at me. But then after that, I really just, I want you to be with each other. I want you to be present with each other. And, um, and it was sort of a big leap of faith. I remember I created a new package and it was a much higher price than what I had been charging before. And I remember looking at my husband being like, I don't think anyone's going to book this. And then it just was like, everybody booked it. And I remember being like, I don't, 
really? <laughs> but I think it was one of those things where my clients, you know, I worked with a lot of people who had kids the same age as mine or younger than mine. And, you know, I'd get family pictures done every year. I hire somebody to take pictures for us every year. And the reason for that is because it keeps you humble. <laughs> you know, it's like to be in the shoes of your clients. You know, I'm, I have full faith in our photographer, but every year I'm like sweating and like stress breaking out in stress hives. And like, you know, like, like this past year, I had the brilliant idea to dress everybody in like cream and white. And we were on the top of a mountain and I was like, stop running. If you skin your knee, I'm going to see the blood. Like, and I was like, why did I do this to myself? But it's one of those things where it's like, I need to remember what it's like as a parent on the other side. Cause as a photographer, I'm like, your kids are fine. This is so great. I'm having an amazing time. And then as a parent, you're like, oh my God, like don't embarrass me, <laughs> like behave yourself. Don't have a meltdown. Um, so I think it just sort of became for me, like I knew what the pain points were of my clients and I wanted to create an environment where those weren't gonna be an issue. Absolutely. You know, let's run around with your kids. Let them run away, they'll come back. We're in a big open field. They can't hurt themselves. <clears throat> Surefire way to bring your kids back. Let's put you with your husband. <laughs> put the two of you together. Those kids will be like glue on the back of your legs. And I just wanted to, to take away that stress of, you know, of that can come along. And I think is sometimes a roadblock for people when they have young kids to wanting to get pictures done. And, you know, even I know myself with our own children, I, we had pictures done when they were like six months old. And then I didn't have another session until they were like three or four. And, you know, we had all this lost time in there. And I just really wanted to create an environment for my clients where that regardless of the age, regardless of their behavior, regardless of whatever concerns they had, it wasn't going to be an issue because that's not how my sessions work. So all you have to do is be present with your kids. That's it. Absolutely. And, and we'll be able to get you, you know, beautiful images that remind you of what it was like with them being this age. So that's always, I think once I sort of decided that that was where I wanted to be, um, you know, I fully believe that when you sort of let yourself break free of whatever sort of constraints you've put around your work, um, and you just sort of open yourself up to like, this is where I need to be. This is where I want to be. This is what speaks to me as an artist. Then I truly believe that you, you attract those same types of people. And I've been very fortunate in that I continue to attract those types of people. Um, so, yeah. So for people who are looking to kind of step into either the photography world as a whole, like maybe their mom's just doing it as a hobby just you're right it's not just maybe their right. moms were doing it as a hobby um mm -hmm. want to turn it into a business or they're already running a business and they want to know more about this approach to photography um, what are some of the courses that hello storyteller offers that they can go to and where can they find them yeah so i think um we are in the process right now of putting together some business courses that I'm actually really excited about um, that will be launched later this year. Uh, we are working with a company called Launch Your Daydream, which is actually, um, they're a web designing company, um, but they do branding. And actually I hired them this past year to help me um, create new websites. Um, and Britt and Kelsey are amazing in that they only work with photographers. 
So they have a really unique ability to understand how to brand yourself, how to figure out who your clients are, um, how to attract those clients. Um, so we just actually had a meeting a couple of days ago um, to talk with them. I have um, a business course that I am working on as well. I think we have some really great sort of foundational courses because I think before you can sort of take a step into business, you have to be able to produce consistent results in your photography. And so, you know, I have a course um, called Goodbye Auto, Hello Manual, and it's all about the fundamentals of photography. I feel pretty strongly that you need to know what the rules are before you can break them. And so um, being able to produce consistent results, not that they have to be cohesive or the same, but that in the same lighting, sort of lighting, regardless of where you are, you can produce a well-exposed image for your clients. Um, if you're going to be expecting people to pay you, you have to, and not to say that you can't grow your skill or that you can't evolve. Obviously you are, you're going to, I did, but there needs to be sort of a baseline in place of consistent um, results and a, and a baseline understanding of, of skill and technical understanding um, in photography. I think before you can sort of comfortably take that step, right? I think everyone says, oh, am I good enough? Am I good enough to be able to do this? And it's not a matter of good enough, it's a matter of consistency. And so um, I think that's a really great course to start with. Um, even if you're someone that already shoots on manual, um, you know, do, you, do we understand why we do what we do? And I know that when I learned manual myself, I didn't know why I did what I did. <laughs> I knew what I needed to do to retrieve a certain result, but I didn't understand why I needed to do it that way. And I think once you understand the why, then you can make whatever decision you want about how you want your images to look and what personal style speaks to you. Um, but those foundational under, understand or those foundational elements, I think, are really important. We have really great courses on like getting skin tones correct, on composition, like sort of those foundational elements that help you sort of um, artistically be in a good place because it's really hard to start a business if you're still sort of artistically trying to grasp what's going on. And again, evolution is going to happen. And, you know, if you feel like you're not, you haven't quite sort of grasped your voice as an artist yet, that will happen too. And that's all fine and okay and great. Um, but as we said, it's sort of at the beginning of this, once you decide to become a business, you spend far less time behind the camera and more time on the business side of things. And so making sure that you have the technical creative sort of foundation in place strong enough to be able to support that allows you to be able to focus on the business side of things. So I think if you're someone that's trying to sort of decide whether or not you should take that step is really take a hard look at your technical skills. Do you feel like they're in a good place? Do you feel like you produce consistent results? Do you feel like you wouldn't be thrown off if you walked into a situation that you weren't expecting. Would you be able to make it work regardless of where you were? Um, because that is our job. You know, when I walked into that birthing room and it was pitch black with one light, I was like, I got to make this work. <laughs> um, and I knew that I could. So that I think is the most important piece. And we have a ton of courses um, around all of those sort of topics. And now we're starting to branch out into the business side of things of, okay, if you want to start a business, where do you begin? And that is um, 
those courses should be out a little bit later this year. So um, once we get some more sort of concrete information on what those look like, I can definitely send those along to you as well. But the business side for me is really important because we have so many people in our community that are like, what do I do and how do I do it? And I really want to make sure that we are providing those people with the support that I didn't have when I was trying to start my own business. Absolutely. That's awesome. So in the show notes, we'll put some of the links to the resources that you guys have from Hello Storyteller, as well as uh, some links to your personal work if people want to check it out. So awesome. Thank you for, for taking this time today, Melissa. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. It was nice to be here. Thank you.